Welcome to the Life in the Fasting Lane podcast with your host, Eve Mayer. Join Eve and her guests each week as they discuss how to live a healthier, longer, and more fulfilling life through fasting, keto, and low-carb feasting. Sunday. I wonder if anybody will like actually tune in and listen to us. What do you think our chances I, are? I think so. Um, I, I really do. Uh, it's been cool. I started noticing more comments and posts and people like emailing me saying thank you for for sharing this stuff with Eve. And it's been really great to hear Eve's journey. So that's, been that's good. awesome. I'm hearing all kind of amazing things about you too. By the way, I'm Eve Mayer from Fasting Lane, and this is Megan Ramos from IDMprogram.com, Intensive Dietary Management. And we are here today to talk about day six of my 10-day fast. <laughs> so we'll start with the good news. You ready for the good news, Megan? Yes, please. All right. Yesterday's weight was 188.6, mm-hmm. I think. 188.6. I would like to understand this. Today's weight is 185.2. Yes. Uh, there was more peeing than I've ever experienced in my <laughs> life last night. I got up four times. I had a headache, took some Tylenol and some water. I felt better. I didn't sleep a whole, I didn't sleep very steadily. I slept for periods, but I got up four times to go to the bathroom, which at the most, I usually, you know, go up, get up once. Now during a fast, I usually do get up once to go to the bathroom. Um, that I would like to be excited because I have never lost over three pounds in a day. Um, and I would like to imagine that this is my first time experiencing a whoosh. Yeah. And then it's, I mean, what do you think's happening? Am I just going to gain it back tomorrow? Like what's, what do you think's going on? Your, your fat cells. Fat cells never go away. You can't get rid of fat cells. You can make them bigger or you can make them smaller. Um, but when you're emptying them out and when you're burning the fat that's stored inside of them, especially when you're doing a lot of it at once, which you would do during a longer fast, it's too much of a shock to the body. The body likes to stay the same all of the time. Any strange little thing that you do to the body, it freaks out and panics. It's why just like a simple increase in body temperature is a fever like you you know people don't go from like normal body temperatures to having a body temperature that's 100 degrees higher than normal to get a fever just like three degrees above normal is a serious fever um it really throws our body off so these small changes really screw up our system and it's the same thing you you empty out a lot of body fat at once you shrink these well you don't shrink these fat cells well i guess you you shrink them you empty them you make them smaller and it's too much change for the body. The body really likes to do things slowly and gradually. So what it does is it takes some of that water that you're drinking on your fast and it puts it in the fat cell and holds it temporarily. And then slowly it starts to starts to release it. And eventually your body adapts and says, all right, you know, this is what it, <laughs> you know, Eve's emptying out these fat cells. She's not going to fill them back up with fat. You know, let's start emptying out this water because we don't want to throw our water, you know, off too much within the body. And we want to have the same amount of water and same amount of water weight. So this, this is very, really, really common. And that's why it's so important to hydrate, uh, especially during the start of the fast, because not only are you losing water through increased urination because your insulin levels are going down because you're burning glycogen. But as you start to burn body fat, water is going to be going in your fat cells temporarily like a holding cart. 
And then once your body adapts, then you get rid of the holding card, you get rid of the water. Okay, so that's that's what they call a whoosh, right? That's a technical, a technical <laughs> scientific term created by Dr. Whoosh. Um, and now we know what that is. So finally, I think I experienced my first whoosh. I am really excited. You know, I started at 193. We're on day six. I'm at 185.2. I started at 193 point something. Um, so that's great news. Um, okay, so that was the good news. <laughs> we had the good news done. Uh, I was hoping that day three and day four were the worst but day five was pretty dang bad um physically i got better physically i felt much better mentally i felt much worse i am starting to think that you know starting to think with my vast education from you yesterday um that it's a hormonal thing not just me being crazy thing um, one of the th reasons I think that is because I went to treatment for binge eating addiction six, seven years ago. And I learned a lot of techniques and went to a fabulous center for 30 days that helped me, you know, I would go each day and come home at night and it really helped me learn a lot that, that helped me change. However, I learned how to deal with my constant hunger and my constant cravings. They didn't go away. They were still there. It was part of my life all the time. And it was before I learned how to handle it with my brain, it was debilitating. And, and then it was so much work all the time to be told by my mind, I thought, you're hungry, you're hungry, you're hungry, you have to eat. Um, when I started eating keto last year, about a month into it was the first time in my life that I was only hungry four times a day. And I said to my husband, I'm only hungry four or five times a day. I don't understand. Is this how normal people feel? And he was like, yes, that's how normal people feel. They get hungry four or five times a day. I'm like, just imagine what it's like to be hungry every moment of every day. It's, it feels impossible. It feels, it's just so much mental energy focused on that. So anyway, um, I think, you know, in talking to you and everything and, and, and just seeing what my body did, I think a lot of that carb addiction and sugar addiction um, was causing hormones that made me want to eat those things all the time. And when I removed them and overcame that addiction, uh, not removed them completely, but like a lot, I would say 85 to 90% of the time, then those signals went away. And what I thought was just a problem with my mental capacities was really, I think, a problem part mentally and part physically. And so yesterday on day five of my fast, I felt fine. I went, like you said, and I, I went uh, to CrossFit with my daughter. She was doing her CrossFit 101. She did a great job. I was so proud of her. And I just lifted some weights and, and did some sit-ups and um, did some ring pulls and, you know, just got moving a little bit, went and walked out in the sun a little bit. And I didn't do a lot because I didn't feel very energetic, but I did feel better after I did that. Then I came home and then I got super down and depressed. I cried um, on days three and four. I cried once yesterday. I cried three times um, and I am not a person who cries much. Like I'm pretty happy most of the darn time. Uh, and I really hate crying. I don't think anybody's sitting there like, Oh, you know what I love to do is have a good cry. No, like it really makes me mad. I'm not the best with um, emotions. So, uh, I felt really sad and I, you know, was checking myself. How do I feel? And physically, I felt better. Like I really felt better. I felt hungry, but not 
not unmanageable, but I just felt depressed. Like I just felt sad and depressed for no reason and lethargic. And then I went and brought my daughter to drop her off to, to have a sleepover with her cousins. And there was this giant gingerbread house, an actual gingerbread house made of gingerbread that you could walk into. And she was so funny because she was like, you totally want to eat that, don't you? And I'm like, yeah. And so we went in. This thing had been around for two months at a children's place. And I like put my tongue out like I was going to lick it. She's like, you know how many kids have licked that? And I'm like, I don't care at this point. I can eat this whole thing. So we had a good time joking about that. And then I felt better. And then just sadness again, just like freaking horrible, debilitating sadness for just want to be on the sofa and do nothing. And then I remember what you said about magnesium and Epsom salts. And I'm like, surely that won't work as I often <laughs> think. And I took a long hot bath and my husband Levi had dealt with me being up and down all day. And he was really frustrated. Um, and, and I just want to bring this up because I know so many people have people that can't support them. And others of us have people that are so kind to support us. But even with this man who is so supportive, it made logical sense for him to say to me, listen, this is something you chose to do. So to be sad about it, it I, I want to stop your suffering, right? Like I want you to stop suffering, but it doesn't compute for me because you chose to do this. So shouldn't you be happy about it? And when you end the sessions with like happy fasting, I'm always like, what are you talking about? Like, what is happy about this? Like what? I, I like the result and then I'm happy with that. But the process, like do some people actually enjoy it? And I read some people like find peace in it, feel good when they're doing it. And I don't feel like I am one of those people. But anyway, I went and I took an Epsom salt bath. I'd been kind of a jerk the entire day, you know, up and down and um, came out of the bath, had like all these business ideas and like came out and was like my normal manic self, right? Like Levi, what if we did this? And how about this? And what if we help more people? And what if we talk to more people? And what if we send it out like this? And he was just like, who are you? Like, where did you come from? I know you, but you've been gone for a couple days. So I really felt like now I'm starting to think that this, these crying sessions are hormonal because I took this bath in Epsom salts, which has magnesium. And then I felt better. So then I was like reading about magnesium and all the things it can do for hot flashes, which I don't, don't have yet, but I will one day. And, um, you know, that it can do with estrogen and if, if a person is just like sad, depressed, crying, and that's not their normal situation, do you have any suspicion of what that is? And does, do other people do that? You, when it comes to this sort of situation you know, during a fast or just randomly. So I, I, um, I'll share personally, I suffered from major depression, um, throughout most of my life. And it's something that everyone in my family does. And, you know, Several people have been hospitalized. There was actually once where I didn't get out of bed that, for four months um, until my parents kicked my butt and I had to make up my semester in the summertime. And uh, I got out of bed to shower because despite feeling depressed, I still wanted to shower. And I had that, you know, 20 minutes of relief a day. Um, and anytime my diet is off, 
um, I, my hormones are out of whack and I go to that place again. I'm not going to say that diet and fasting is a cure-all for depression and anxiety. I've also, I suffer with sometimes debilitating anxiety. Like I just want to sit in the back corner of my closet and not, you know, stop breathing anxiety and fast fasting, regulating my hormones, you know, through when I eat, um, what I eat and fixing all of the damaged hormonal irregularities, you know, that I've had in the past has helped a great deal. It has not eliminated depression or anxiety completely for my life, but like it's improved at 90%. So I'm a highly functioning human being, whereas there were times where I wasn't. And I'll tell you, uh, er, earlier last year, 2018, um, my husband, who is really firm, like he, he dishes out tough love, like yeah. he went and I am a very sweet, gentle, polite Canadian who, if you've ever worked with me, if you're watching today, you know I, I'm all I'm the supportive kind of health educator. I'm not the tough love kind of educator. Um, and so he, it, things were just crazy. Um, and he went to Salt Lake City uh, for work for three days. And I just let my diet go out the window because we had just made it through the holidays, all the stress. And anytime I went to deviate a little bit, he came down hard on me. Um, and so I had this weekend of rebelling. I ate pizza, I ate French fries. Uh, I'm like, you know, it's an isolated weekend. I'll do three days of fat fasting. I'll jump into a fast for my body. It will be like it never happened. And I was a psychotic raving lunatic that entire weekend, almost instantly, like within a couple of hours of my first carb meal, I had two carb meals a day for three days. And I, I was calling him, I was crying, I hated him, I hated everything, I wanted to quit my job, I wanted to sell IDM to gypsies, I wanted to work, <laughs> I hated, I hated everything. And he was there in Salt Lake City and he's like, what the f is the matter with you? Just like, why are you so psycho? And then like immediately, so I'm like, okay, like I can't continue eating like this. He's gonna be home. Like I was crazy. I was paying with the junk food with cash, so he wouldn't know I was buying it on our credit yep. card. Yeah. And uh, so I got I have three dollars in my car that I just keep looking at, and I'm like, no one would know. No one would know. I, I have no Canadian currency in my wallet. I have euros. I have British pounds. I have Swedish krona. I have Swiss francs. I have no Canadian currency in my wallet because I will do that when I'm having a stressful moment. So it, it, and it took me about two weeks after that of fasting and going back to, you know, not eating refined carbs and getting into a state of ketosis before I had like a grip on reality again. And he was like, don't do that. Like I, I confessed what I did and why I was the way I was. And it, even him, I think it was hard for him to believe. Like, and he's, he's an expert in this field too, but yeah. even seeing how it can quickly change you. And when I was new to fasting, um, you know, so I'm a, I have a strong background in, in biology and physiology, but you've, like not just myself with hundreds of women that I've worked with like you, thousands of women that I've worked with with you, you know, I've, I've realized that, you know, this crazy emotional roller coaster that sometimes we're on is because of hormonal fluctuations. And at the start, you know, we're not hormonally balanced people. And you got to look at the big picture. It's like, have you beaten this way and had these habits for, you know, 10, 20, 30 years? 
you know, your hormones are pretty out of whack. And by fasting and cutting out the carbs, staying away from the refined sugars and processed foods, you know, you're allowing your body to start to regulate. And I'm like, try turning on a car that's been sitting in a garage for 30 years for the first time. And, you know, all kinds of funky things are going to happen to it. And you're going to have to fix it and give it a lot of, you know, TLC. And eventually, you know, you'll, you might be able to get it up and running again. And so, you know, anytime I would break down or anytime any of the people I work with break down during a fast and, you know, we realize it's because of hormonal shifts, you know, I, I used to tell myself, Megan, just let the crazy out. Because the more you do, the more hormonal, like the faster you're going to get to a hormonal regulation. Don't try to hold it in. Don't try to screw up your hormones anymore by holding it in. Your body wants to let it out, let it out, let it be gone, you know, let your hormones regulate. And then you do get to a point, you know, I used to read about these people too, who felt good while fasting. And I'm like, I remember thinking, gosh, why would anyone want to fast for spiritual reasons to connect with themselves or, you know, a higher power or being or their community? And because I was just so angry and so many people are, but you do get to that point as your hormones regulate, you do find peace and relaxation and calmness and um, and then through that, it enhances your life in all different kinds of ways. But it just it just takes time to get to that point. So the more consistently you keep doing it, the faster you're going to get there. I feel pretty dang good when I do intermittent fasting. When I do anywhere from 24 to 48 hours of fasting, um, I might be like, oh, I'm really hungry. Like I, I think once or twice, I'll have to ask my husband to make sure I'm being honest about that. But I'm pretty sure that I feel pretty dang good. Um, and I'm used to it, but, but I have wanted to quit this a lot. Um, and I really want it to be over. And if it were not for you and the Facebook obesity code network group, it would have been over. Absolutely. Um, and I can't say I'm going to ever do it again. I, I don't like it at all. Uh, I like intermittent fasting and I keep on going back to things I've heard you say that there's a lot of benefits you can get from intermittent fasting and not everybody has to do long-term fast. And those are kind of the words I'm playing over in my head right now. I think it's an amazing thing, an amazing tool. Um, and I'm starting to realize that the, the, I think the mental issues I'm having with it are hormonal. If those, if, if I wasn't crying three times in a day, I could see maybe doing it more, but that is, that's not my jam. It's, it's intense and you're, you know, you, no one, uh, it, and extended fasting is uh, very, it's very therapeutic. Intermittent fasting is therapeutic, uh, but intermittent fasting, you know, I think intermittent fasting is really good for people um, whose hormones are pretty out of whack. You know, for me, that's what I did because I, everything, my whole system was, was a disaster from the get-go. And it just, it allows a more gradual approach. So, you know, you have less of these emotional hurdles that you go through. Everything happens at a more steady pace. With extended fasting, it's, it's speed. It is fast. You know, it is, you know, it's, the hair, it's not the turtle. And you try to, you go through all this stuff really quickly. And for some, some people just don't have the hormonal complications that other people do. Yeah. I mean, these are the cards that were dealt with in life. It's not anyone's fault. You know, you have great volume to your hair. I have no volume to my hair. You probably spend money on your hair trying to decrease volume. I spend a lot of money every month 
Texas. Who are you talking about? Fantastic. Uh, well, uh, you know, we, we all, uh, it's funny because one of my colleagues, um, you know, every month she goes and she spends money to get her hair straightened and vault, like volumized. And every month I go and I spend money trying to get my hair curly because it's straight as a stick. And, <laughs> you know, so it's the opposite. Like every, everybody, you know, the grass yeah. is always and you know there, there are things like I actually made like a kind list whenever I got really upset about how easy it was for me to gain weight or and how difficult it was for me to lose weight well what are my strengths you know what are values that I have that other people you know and am, am, are envious of um, you know what are special things about me that other people you know would trade in like I would trade in my flat hair for your curly hair instantly um, so like what but what are things about about me that you know I know other people really appreciate and that are special I love to that, me. Megan every not every time but when somebody gives me a good compliment I write it on a piece of paper and I put it into a bag and sometimes when I feel like poop, I look inside that bag. And I have this uh, letter my daughter wrote in class one time about who she admired most, and it was about me. And I have that in the bag. And just, yeah, I need to get that bag out today when I start crying. It'll be awesome. It'll be perfect. Thank you. Thank you so much for all the help with all of that and all the support. Um, are you ready for the speed round? Uh, yes. And then at the okay. end, I want to do a special shout out uh, if we have if we have a few. No, minutes. do it now. Do the special shout out now. Well, I've just so I've been on vacation and it's been it's been nutty. Uh, I moved. Uh, we had the holidays. We had some legal stuff with the house because we bought an estate. Don't buy. <laughs> Don't buy an house from estate. My mother was in ICU for a few days. My mother-in-law came to visit. It was my wedding anniversary. So I've just had personally a crazy couple of weeks. I didn't have internet for a few days around here, and I am a very bad millennial. I'm not uh, not down or as connected on my phone. Um, so if I don't really have my computer, I'm not on social media too much. And so the last couple of days have been normal and I've been checking out the Obesity Code Network and uh, our moderators, you guys have been awesome on the Obesity Code Network throughout Eve's Fast and supporting her and supporting everybody else who's following on. I know this is just are following along. I know this is the most difficult time of year, you know, emotionally, a lot of people are kicking themselves after the holidays and, uh, you know, really trying to get back on track. And Amanda um, Purdy from the BC Code Network, she's doing like a summary every day of our chats, you know, for people who, who can't watch it. Um, so just a special shout out to you guys uh, for, for working so hard and supporting one another. Thank you so much. Oh, I, I didn't even know that about Amanda. I'm going to have to find that. The group is so active. We're talking about the Facebook group, Obesity Code Network. It's so active that I miss stuff all the time. But the moderators are like, I have never seen a Facebook group with moderators on it the way they are and the way that they care. It's, it's incredible. So that, that's awesome. All right, here we go with the speed round. Okay. Megan, I'm a little bit confused about what it means when I am cold during a fast. Can you re-explain that? Yes, it just means your body's being stubborn, kicking into fat burning mode. So you can give your, you can take some MCT oil just to help get it into that fat burning mode. Adding a little bit of fat into your system and forcing it to burn some dietary fat can help you start to burn body fat. So your body's just sluggish, transitioning from sugar fueling to fat fueling. That's all. Perfect. 
Do we need to measure ketones while fasting? I hope not, because I'm not doing that. No, it's, if you're a type 1 diabetic or late and onset type 1 diabetic, it's recommended. Uh, but for most people, type 2 looking to lose weight, you don't need to check. I keep having headaches even though I'm having lots of salt. What should I do? Perhaps you might want to try magnesium. Magnesium can be really beneficial in the prevention and treatment of headaches and migraines. Uh, how do zinc, do you, do you know about zinc levels? It's affecting my pancreas and nails. Is there anything you know about zinc no, in well, general? I know a bit about zinc. Um, you know, just taking a regular sort of supplement every day if you're not eating foods that are high in zinc. Um, people can feel pretty funky if their zinc levels are low. There's a lot of negative side effects, but it's very rare to have low zinc levels. You can always get them measured at a lab and talk to your doctor, and there's great zinc supplements available just to help. Perfect. Will bouncing on an exercise ball be as good as jumping on the little trampoline? Yes, it's, it's just as effective. I like it. Um, Eve, do you have moments of extreme hunger when you're ghrelin? Am I saying that right? Ghrelin? Ghrelin, ghrelin, yeah. Ghrelin is elevated. Am I saying that right too? Do I have moments of extreme hunger? Yes. Megan is beautiful, <laughs> but looks a little bit like a drumstick right now. A delicious, delicious drumstick. Yes, I have moments of hunger all the time. I can't yet tell which ones are physical and which ones are mental. Um, yes, I'm hungry right now. So yes, that is the answer to that. Um, it seems okay. like as I go on, it's getting a little bit less, but, but uh, and when I do, I have coffee or water or salt. Um, I did have bone broth yesterday. Thank you, Megan. I think that was definitely helpful. I had two cups of bone broth yesterday. I did feel a lot better. So I didn't have any bone broth until day five. I was trying to like be like the cool kids. Um, I need bone broth for sure. All right. Uh, Megan, how do you feel about exercising while fasting? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So we talked about that yesterday on day five. Um, I think it's great to get moving. Just do what makes you feel good. Don't try to push it too hard. If you feel like you can do a heavy weight training session, then by all means do it. But if you if you just feel like you have energy to do a walk or do some stretching, do that too. It's better to move than to sit when you're fasting. Uh, Megan, are there specific exercises like a long bike ride that I could use to get into ketosis more quickly? High intensity interval training is probably the most uh, effective strategy and you can do that with anything from weights to walking to bike riding. So that means you, inter you do intervals of really high intensity followed by really low intensity. So you'd walk really, really fast for two minutes and then you'd walk really, really slowly for 30 seconds or one minute and go back and forth and back and forth. And that's a lot more effective than you know walking at the same pace for, for a period of time. Um, you can actually, you know, in terms of running, going from like a walk to a, a brisk walk or a light jog, you can get as much benefit doing that for 15 minutes than you do for over an hour walking briskly at the same pace. So going back and forth is, is the most beneficial. Um, it, sh it should help you burn more fat, which means you'd be in a state of ketosis faster than, you know, say if you're bike riding at the same, same pace the whole time. Megan, thank you so much. That is the end of our speed round. And we're also almost at the end of our day.
Um, tomorrow, we're going to be talking about how much weight you might expect to lose during an extended fast or during an intermittent fast. And a lot of people are asking about what should they expect to gain back and how does that work? So there are lots of depends in those answers, but Megan will talk through that tomorrow. Also, people are asking to know more about the intensive dietary management program. They want to know about idmprogram.com. What do you get that's free and that you can tap into? What are the paid options for a higher level of support? So Megan's going to be answering those questions tomorrow so you can see where it's the best fit for you. Um, once again, please check out Megan at idmprogram.com. Tomorrow, we're going to be back at 7 p.m. Central Time. Not in the morning. We're going to be back at 7 p.m. Central Time because Megan and I have some busy days coming up, and that's when Levi will be here to turn on the computer accurately <laughs> with the scientific technology mind that he has because I have no idea how to do it. Um, and if you want to check out the video so far, check out fasting.fyi forward slash 10. That's fasting.fyi forward slash 10. We'll be back tomorrow live on the Facebook group, Obesity Code Network at 7 p.m. Central Time. Send us questions and have a fabulous Sunday. Have a great day, Megan. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Bye.